Hey, listeners. If you enjoy going to space with us each week through our podcast or our vodcast interviews, can you help us out? It's easy to do. If you haven't already, please hit that subscribe button so that you don't miss a new episode. But we would be so appreciative if you would even go the step further to write a review wherever you listen, be it Apple, Amazon, or Spotify. Or you can even go to our YouTube channel, Aerospace and Innovation Academy. Leaving us the highest ratings helps us to move those algorithms, which helps us reach more like-minded listeners. If we've ever helped you or your student to enjoy the world of aerospace education, it would mean so much to us. And without further ado, let's get to this week's show. Let's go to space. Blue Sky Learning, episode 127, Pursuing One's Dreams of Space. Today, we meet with educator and engineer Claudia Cortez. Claudia has a Bachelor's of Science in Engineering Management Technology from the University of Arkansas at Grantham, a Master of Business Administration from the University of Texas at Brownsville, and a Bachelor of Business Administration in Accounting from the University of Texas at Brownsville as well. She currently teaches CTE engineering classes at Porter Early College High School for the Brownsville Independent School District in Texas. Her professional experience includes teaching, estimation and contract accounting, project accounting, bookkeeping, and academic advising. She's even participated in various professional development programs with NASA Liftoff, Limitless Space Institute, the U.S. Naval Academy, the University of Texas at Austin, MIT, Project Lead the Way, and the Texas State Teachers Association. As impressive as Claudia's background is, you'll be even more impressed to learn how she never gave up on her dream to pursue space. As always, we hope that you'll stay tuned after for our takeaways. Welcome to the show, Claudia Cortez. Uh, Tell our listeners a little bit about who you are and how you came to be involved in space. Um, I am an educator. Um, I teach uh, high school engineering and I uh, pretty much teach all the pathway, the engineering fields. Uh, I do aero, I do civil engineering, I teach uh, design is another one and uh, a lot of mechanical engineering in my classes. Um, So I got involved in STEM when I was in high school. Um, I had a passion to be a computer engineer, um, so that's where it all started. Um, I mean, I didn't really pursue it right after high school, so I pursued it later on when I was already a teaching in uh, middle school. So I was teaching at the same time I was going to university and college. Wow! Yeah. Um, so it was a it was a heavy load. <laughs> But uh, eventually that's how I got more into STEM and going back into the um, learning more about NASA programs and what's available out there for the students and how to get them engaged and motivated into the, into the field. So you were teaching and then you went back to school in a different career field. Why, what was it that had kind of kept you from pursuing that career field to begin with? Um, at the very beginning, I, I, when I was, I went into, accounting so I finished my degree uh, I did senior project accountant I was a senior project accountant for five years um, and then eventually I went into education um, I guess seeing the students um, and what they wanted uh, 
more than likely to get them engaged. I know, I know, knew for a fact NASA engaged me when I was in in high school and elementary and middle school. So I I wanted to look and see what was out there for them. So that's what brought me back into the engineering field. So that's how I. I, got I think that's so cool, Claudia, because. Um, like you, I started out in industry, right? Not in the teaching field with my degrees and my work, then um, got involved with education as you did. But now as an educator, going back to school, I can tell you I'm much, much older than you are. And I'm about to finish a master's in aerospace science. And it is hard going back to school when you're a full-time teacher, right? I think the worst, sometimes the worst students are educators right? Because uh, we have all these patterns and things, but I really applaud you for working on this STEM degree after and while you're an educator, because that that's a heavy load. I want to know more about where you're from and in Texas. I believe you're from Texas, right? Tell us about your school where you teach and tell us about your students. And uh, uh, obviously they're really fortunate to have so much real world experience, but tell us a little bit about your school. Uh, okay, I'm from Brownsville, Texas. I was born here and raised here. Um, I pretty much were down South Texas, the very tip of Texas. That's where we're at. Uh, it is now commonly very well known because of Boca Chica uh, spaceport. Uh, Elon has his uh, company down here. So uh, we are here where SpaceX, we have space, we always say that we have space basics in our backyard um and uh i mean that's that's what also is motivating our kids because uh, we have someone from the industry down here and creating more jobs more opportunities for them right. um and that's where i'm from i teach at gladys porter early college high school um i've been teaching there for the past eight years in engineering and computer uh, science classes. Uh, so that is where our area is, uh, uh, my area is. We are a border town. So many of the, uh, I guess, students do come uh, as, as a background from, as a border town. So uh, it is, it is uh, interesting. Um, many of them are first generation, uh, right. first uh, college students. So um, it's, it's a, uh, it's motivating to see them. Yeah, right. I think you, that's rewarding. Well, first of all, the jobs that he's brought, those are good paying jobs too. Not just jobs, but jobs with uh, potential. You can have a nice career in the fields uh, working on these uh, rocket bodies, rocket engines, spacecraft, all of that. Uh, do you have a lot of kids that are learning English while they're trying to learn the engineering? And I imagine that um, your school probably moves fluently between English and Spanish during the school day. Right, so we do have a lot of, uh, we call them English uh, language learners. Uh, uh, so we do, they're bilingual uh, students and uh, they do, I guess the terminology at first would be hard for somebody coming in. Um, not familiar, pretty much familiar with mathematics concepts, but not the terminology in English, you can say. Uh, but yeah, we do get a lot of those students. Um, it is majority. We do have about half of our school 
Uh, our school is about 1,600 students in population, and we do have over 800 uh, uh, English bilingual students. So. You're at, you said you're at, it was a college, right? No, uh, early college. Oh, early high college. Early so college. High school, right, right. So early college high school is basically, is it, is it more focused on the idea of prepping them for a trade beyond, or is it for college prep in general all the way around? Like, uh, or is it dual enrollment? Right. We offer dual enrollment classes. So many students by the, well, we had a cohort of about 30 kids last year that got their um, associate's degree while still going to high school. So a lot of dual enrollment classes, uh, summer classes, um, that's what the students do in order. And that's why it's called an early college high school. Right. So, have, have they been able to set up any internships with Elon Musk, you know, with, with uh, the groups there or any other uh, of the industry that might be there? Uh, not yet. Uh, no, uh, not yet, but we have been in talks with them. Uh, oh, that would really help, right? To, ours, to yes. Halfway into that. Absolutely. Our CTE has been in talks with them and our city has always has also been in talks with the industry, the as Elon that's here and then industries that are coming in into the area. Right. I would imagine that your students, uh, if it's like what I'm thinking is they're basically getting half of their bachelor's degree at no cost while they're in high school. So that's a you know, in the age where a lot of people say, you know, college is too expensive, especially depending on what degree you pursue, to be able to lower the barrier, uh, you know, helping kids get into college and getting half of it done, at least for an undergrad, that's a, that's needed, right? It's a very needed. Do you have a, a good community college that you partner with on things like technician training, or any kind of certification programs? I, I don't know if there's a you know, like a, you know, we visited San Jacinto Community right. College when we were in Houston, and I was really impressed with them about how they get people from where they are to some skills to employment. Do you have something similar in Brownsville that you think might be up and coming because of uh, SpaceX? Um, we do. Um, similar to San Jacinto that we visited, we have our Texas Southmost College here down in Brownsville. Um, and then we also have the university, UT, RGV, um, in our area. Um, TSC, again, has a lot of dual classes with uh, Bronzo ISD. Uh, so Okay, teacher, you use way too many acronyms, okay? <laughs> you, you dropped a whole bunch of letters. I just want to make sure uh, University of Texas has a satellite campus, and I was it like the Rio Grande? You used three letters, but it sounded well, to me in my head maybe. CTE. RGB. Yeah. Rio, uh, Rio Grande Valley. Thank you. Yeah, that's that's our local university. Um, and it spans from Edinburgh, McAllen area, down to Brownsville area. So it's a it's a, a big they have satellite campuses all over the Rio Grande Valley. Um, and then TSC, which is Texas Southmost College here in Bronzo, um, they provide a lot of uh, dual classes uh, while in high school. Um, so students have the opportunity to take them. Uh, we do offer certifications in the in the high school classes. Um, the engineering students do have the chance to obtain the engineering technology foundations certification through NACTI. <clears throat> and that's the one that I offer for them. This is great. I'm going to want to talk to you offline about your certification program for young kids. 
So. Sure. And I want to talk a little bit about, you have an impressive list of organizations or professional development that you've taken part in. Um, let's talk about some of those that you feel were most instrumental in helping you to be successful in the classroom. Uh, of course. Um, the first one, uh, and that's what, the one that opened the doors to many other ones, was Liftoff. Um, Liftoff is a national one. Um, we, they call it, back then it was Texas Space Grant consortium that started it and then it went off to be um, the center for space research um, lift off um, and that's the one I participated two years back to back um, it got me hooked got me into it and then um, I think that's the one that really opened my eyes and say okay uh, you, you have to go back to school finish this because right. that was one of your dreams so is it a residential type summer program is it at a university Give us uh, enough of an idea about uh, why you it was such a good life changing uh, PD for you. Um, I it's a it was a one week um, kind of like limitless uh, one week professional training for teachers. Um, we went off to it was in Houston, centered in Houston. Um, they brought in engineers, uh, astronauts, uh, different people from the STEM community uh, around the Houston area. Um, they provided like uh, small trips to different, uh, to either NASA Johnson Space Center, uh, the Moon Rock facility at NASA Space Center. So uh, I think it was just the experience itself. It was, it was catching. Um, so that's what helped. It's, uh, it's, it was uh, 50 teachers that were selected. So around the nation. So I think it was, a, it was a good accomplishment. And uh, I know. Uh, you know, Florida Space Grant actually advertises uh, and, and wants to support, you know, a Florida educators if they are selected. Um, I will tell you, I had a similar 20 years ago um, at Embry-Riddle Aeronautical University. They did teach space. I know what you mean when you get that professional development that, number one, is so enjoyable. You don't almost don't want it to end, but then you want to go back and employ and use all the things you've learned. So that, that makes sense. Well, I think it's because when you attend PDs like that, and they are rare, right? You're actually seeing where the industry people are coming to you and you're being, you're able to see the connections. Like if we treated education in preparation for an industry, whatever that industry is, every child's interest can find a, a space within that, right? And so I think that that's what's happening. They're bringing people from the community. You're seeing the connections. These are real applications. Now I can take it back to my students and help inspire them too. Right, right. So. so you mentioned limitless space. I know Kevin uh, has, we've talked a lot about <laughs> limitless space. So how did you find out about limitless space? Was it just one of those natural progressions from the other groups or, or, or how did you become involved and what were your thoughts on that program? Um, I think the group of, uh, of teachers that we talked to, um, I've kept up with uh, talking to some of the limitless teachers for, for a while now. And uh, Casey, which is a director, uh, for limitless education, um, she was the one that said, oh, "This is open. I would like for you to apply." Um, so that's what I did. I mean, I said I never say no to an application or to something no. or opportunity, right? Like even if you, it, you, uh, you don't have to turn something in down until it's actually offered to you, right? Right. Yeah. Did you know? Uh, did you know Casey? By the way, we offered to interview Casey by herself, but she wanted to do it with Sunny. So we did a podcast <laughs> with Casey and Sunny together. But did you know Casey prior 
like a lot of you guys seem to know you connected through seek right and so uh that's very popular it seems like for the especially the educators in the central part of the country or texas remember uh, our listeners might not know what seek is you uh, about seek acronyms. is a space educators exploration conference did i get that right Yes, yes. Uh, I went in Houston, correct? Yes, yes. I only went one year, which was last year. And of course, uh, but did you know Casey prior to applying to LSI? Right. Yes. I, I met Casey like 10 years ago. That's where we met at uh, a NASA Explorer Schools program. Um, so that's where we, we known each other. Uh, we were there at the Space Telescope uh, Institute for about a week. I mean, maybe uh, just, uh, and that's where I got to know her. And then we just kept in, in touch uh, via Facebook, online. Right. Um, so that's how, I haven't known her for a while now. How do teachers find out? So if there are people who are listening and they want like, I've not heard of these organizations or these conferences or whatever, how do, where do you go to find out about opportunities if they don't just happen to come in your email box? Right. I think the major um, now you can learn through them is uh, through SEEK, which uh, 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 was mentioned, and also through Space uh, for Conference over there in Florida. Right. I think those are the major gathering points that you can say, okay. Um, and then just looking around, researching online. Um, I know Alabama, the center, where is it the the one that has the, the programs for, for teachers as well. Um, and then there's different ones. You just have to, uh, I would say that's what I did. And it worked for me. The like ones that were close and then right. you met other people. Spaceport, you mentioned, is the one in uh, Kennedy it's Space a, Center. It's a June. I think it's a June conference in uh, uh, Kennedy. Right, that's the June summer conference. Yeah, mm -hmm. I was going to say, um, you know, space is limitless. Space is vast and infinite. But the community of space educators um, is pretty tight. And it's sort of like uh, you have this, even though you're dispersed across the country, we sort of run into each other frequently, often, and it's pretty collegial. Would you agree with that? Yes, I, we're very tight. I think after we met somewhere or seen each other one time somewhere, uh, it unites us and uh, you keep in touch with that person and you learn more as you go. And, um, and that's the interesting thing is keeping um, the, the friendships going. Right. When I think it's too, you know, I think back to like being, you know, in a classroom and sometimes it's difficult because yes, you have colleagues that are there, but the interests are so different and you can be collegial, but not necessarily inspired all the time, you know? So it's important to find people within that community so that teaching becomes, you know, renewed and that you're having new ideas constantly coming that you can share with your students as well. So it's your, you're creating your tribe, right? Uh, correct. <laughs> so yeah. uh, that's it. Fun part. I you know, part of me thinks there's nothing new under the sun, right? And what we end up doing is we end up finding all the best practices. And, you know, um, I like how people share are willing to share what they know and how they do things. And it really is uh, just, it's wonderful to be able to, you know, cherry pick uh, 10 new ideas when you go meet a bunch of teachers and say, oh, I can use these in my class and it'll make me better. Um, yes, let's uh, pivot a little bit to LSI and what 
let's uh, for our listeners, Limitless Space Institute. Uh, Miss Claudia is an ambassador now. She's an educator. Uh, we, I guess, we were educators, but you're an ambassador. What do you see? What do you think is the potential with LSI? What would you like to accomplish there? Um, like the main focus is creating things uh, that possibly nobody has created yet for for lessons, uh, for activities, um, and bringing them back to our students and sharing them with testing them and sharing uh, the, the activity with them and, and testing if it works. Um, because as an engineer, I mean, that's what I do on a daily basis. I tell students, okay, you built this, but does it work? Or right. do we need to redesign? Um, so we did a lot of that during the summer, uh, me and my partner, uh, Marianne. So um, we tested the propulsion systems um, and in specifically, we we tested the Eon thrusters. And when I came back, um, I told the kids about my experience and we started, we built uh, a 3D printed Eon thruster. Um, so because it's high school, I wanted it to be a little bit more engaging for them. So that's what, what, we, what I brought back from them at this. So tell, I'm a little confused on the thrusters. So was this an assignment that you guys had at LSI and you had to like, create something that you then brought back we had to create we got to the freedom to create our own so this is right. your to create, idea create your own what though that's uh, the part i'm not following it's a it's an activity or a lesson uh that can okay be you create a lesson that you could take back to your class and you created something with with thrust like with with rocket it was a yeah it's a propulsion system okay um so because I guess my interest in propulsion, that's why I got in, involved with it. And um, we brought it back and uh, sh I shared it with my kids and um, we tested it, 3D printed a neon thruster. And that's, that's how uh, one activity that was created. Um, and then we, we started to test it with different things. Well, what if we use simple things that teachers have? balloons, um, craft sticks, uh, yeah, uh, the little rotary um, tools uh, and make it easier maybe for middle school or elementary. Or even elementary, right? Because that's what right. I'm thinking. Oftentimes mm -hmm. we, we often forget, we think that the little littlest of our students, yeah, they can, they're not ready for that, but they, they can be if we bring it down to their level. Right, right. right. And, and there are a lot of schools that simply, you know, you might even have a great teacher with a lot of heart and passion, but they don't have resources. So mm -hmm. making, it, making it simple. Yeah, that's yeah. great. Uh, I, I forgot to ask you when you were in, in your classroom, how far geographically miles is your school from the launch pad at Boca Chica? Oh, we're about 20. You can say 20 minutes. Yeah. Yeah. I was going to ask, do you have a seismometer or can you... Uh, measure the vibrations when they're testing engines out there? And I don't have one, but we do feel them. We feel, oh. uh, yes, when I guess the launch in back in April or May, the heavy the heavy rocket, um, we, it was a cloudy day, so it was hard to view and see. Um, but from where we're at, at the school, uh, which is about 20 minutes from the, the site, um, we could feel the we could feel it. It was a th roaring thunder all across the city. So it That's was pretty fantastic. fun. Yeah. 
amazing. Wow, you are in the right place at the right time, aren't you? Uh, for yes, yes, we are. Well, what do you see uh, in the future? What do you let's say if you could accomplish anything you wanted to in the next five years with with your students or in your own professional life? What what do you hope that happens? What do you hope you see, or what do you hope happens? Um, I see myself um, leaving education in the next year or so, um, and eventually going into the field, um, being part of a mission, uh, maybe a lunar mission, maybe a Mars mission. Um, but I see myself opening the door maybe for the students that I already had um, that are already engineers, uh, for them to actually continue and and be part maybe of a of a organization that that is into um, STEM and space travel. So, are you um, interested in relocating out of even out of Texas if need be? Uh, I love Texas, <laughs> so maybe take I probably stay around Texas. Um, Houston area is one possibility. Uh, San Antonio area, mm -hmm. uh, but if if it is a necessity, I mean, of course, I I, I would travel up uh, to any other part, but uh, I love Texas too much. Well, in my mind, I'm thinking you have Firefly in Texas. Firefly mm -hmm. is a new space company, and um, they actually have an opportunity for students to apply to get free rides for their you know satellites. Uh, Fireflies in Texas. We live in a county that has Aerojet Rocketdyne, and they build rocket engines. So next Wednesday, I, I get to take six kids to the factory and watch a rocket engine uh, being tested, which, you know, who doesn't like that kind of day, right? Right, right. Um, well, this this has been, uh, I, I really enjoyed it. You know, out of the people, I did not, we did not ride in the same vehicles for the week we were in Houston. Actually, I think you drove yourself, right? Yeah, yeah. Uh, so I'm, I was sorry that I did not get to spend more time with you, but I, I really appreciate your background and what you're hoping to do. And I'm, I'm wishing you the best. And uh, we're looking forward to it, seeing and learning of good things that you're going to do. Thank you. you. Our last question always revolves around advice and just talking with you prior to us getting started. I know you have some great advice for those either students out there or just people in general who might have had a dream that maybe they, they didn't get to. So as our closing question, what advice do you have for our listeners? Um, I think what I would tell uh, any anyone out there, either a teacher that had a dream or a student uh, that has a dream, um, even though life takes you in a different path at some point and uh, in the back of my in your mind you had that you wanted to do something or be part of something um, you can always come back to it and it's never too late that's pretty much what I tell my students um, it's never too late to start something um, and uh, the sky's the limit I mean whatever your dream is keep going push yourself and it, it, it will get done it will get accomplished. Well, that's perfect. Well, we really appreciate your time today. Thanks so much. And I know that uh, Kevin and you will be talking offline a little bit more as well. So thanks for your time today. Thank you. Thank you. Well, it was interesting to me, Claudia, I love her backstory. I love the idea that, you know, she ended up pursuing a career change after she had already started one. Uh, what a great message. 
I, I like the fact that uh, her story of uh, her guidance to um, it's never too late. Yeah. Get, get on about whatever it is that you are, you believe your purpose to do. And it's interesting. She, she was in a non-education field, then education, then yeah. educated herself to transition what? to what she really loves, apparently, which is engineering. It's like she, what she's doing for her students right now. She became a student. She modeled that along the way. And now she's about to join industry the same way she might be doing that for her students. Yes, I'm, I'm very uh, glad to, to have gotten to know her through the Limitless Space Institute process. Mm -hmm. By the way, LSI is looking for five new educators and um, the application process is open right now. So if you're hearing this, um, find Limitless Space Institute and apply. All right. Well, we hope that you joined this week's. And of course, uh, if you haven't already hit like or subscribe, please do so. We would love to have that five-star review as well. That helps us reach more like-minded uh, folks like you uh, who are interested each week in saying, let's, let's go, go to space. space.